Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to brelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Fatality. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we're talking about Split. Starring James, oh my god, okay, uh, starring James uh, McCaffrey and Anna Taylor-Joy, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. This is Jordan, along with his buddies Eric and Ed. How are you guys doing tonight? What the fuck was that? James McAvoy, first off. James McAvoy, sorry. You know, I can't read. I get my P's and my M's and my C's and my whatever. And alphabets, yeah, they're tough, man. They are. It's a tough, tough rap. Maybe it's because you're a randomly retarded sequel that nobody fucking saw coming. Here we go. Here we go. Now, randomly I, retarded sequel. See, I, right. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was a sequel. I think it was just kind of a in the universe movie type thing, kind of like a Pixar. Thing. Um, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Well, did you? Oh, okay. Did no, you guys? Did you guys read the article I sent you? Wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we get into this fucking movie. All right, so I'm going through this M. Night Shyamalan movie just like everybody else does in any M. Night Shyamalan movie in the last five years minus Avatar The Last Airbender. You're waiting for the twist. So you're reading the movie. You're seeing things, and you're like, okay, I'm trying to put shit together. And I, I, will, I will say that this movie outsmarted me in the sense that did I see – that this was the fucking sequel to Unbreakable. By the way, all spoilers, everybody. Full on. All yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, this. The, fuck you that. Know. Spo- Listen, I tweeted. I tweeted on our, on our I open pictures. Or oh, Jesus Christ, I'm, that's how frustrated I am on our Movie Guys podcast Twitter page. That that spoiler alert. Here's the article. Uh, this is how frustrated I was. Now I'm not normally the one to talk in the theater. Uh, I, you know, at, at home, you know, if I'm watching something, I'll be like, oh, my God, okay. In the theater, I hold that place sacred, okay? It, 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 call me a nerd. Call me whatever you will. But as soon as I saw fucking Bruce Willis in a security guard outfit in that diner at the end, I literally said out loud. And I, will, I actually went with a buddy. I talked a buddy of mine into going with me. I had to buy his ticket to go see this movie. And when I saw that, Bruce Willis in a damn security guard outfit, I literally said out loud, out loud, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) And and he looked at me and I could feel everybody turning around at me. Right. And then obviously, you know, and he says, Mr. Glass. And they turn, fade to black. I literally turned to my buddy and I said, was this a fucking unbreakable sequel? And he goes, I think it was. That, that sucked. Yeah, that looked like it. Yeah. So I'm going through this whole movie, and I'm enjoying it for what it was. Like, it was kind of a thriller, kind of iffy. It, was, it wasn't the greatest movie I'd ever seen, but James McAvoy did an amazing job. Yeah, he's so good. And then all of a sudden, it's fucking unbreakable, too. And you're like, Jesus Christ, what in the world was he thinking i'm just ah i can't even put into words how mad i am about this <laughs> so i guess do your best you... buddy. <laughs> oh. so you need to so i sent you guys an article that my brother sent me the other night explaining m night Shyamalan in an interview this was written well this is a sequel to Unbreakable, yes. If you guys remember, and to the fans that are listening, Unbreakable, where Bruce Willis fights the man in the orange suit. Or the orange coat, or whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. No. That is supposed to be, that's supposed to be Kevin. Shut the fuck up, because Kevin, in this movie, although a beast when he became the beast, 
Yeah. Like, he's nowhere near the size of that guy in that movie. Like, I literally, after watching that movie, had to come home, get on Netflix, and watch Unbreakable, or HBO Go. It was on HBO Go. And watch Unbreakable. And I saw that dude. It was supposed to be. And that dude is not fucking James McAvoy. I'm sorry, but he is not James it was, McAvoy. Well, I mean, you know, it was recasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was recasted. 20 it years was later, Hulk, really? Whatever, man. There's three Hulks. Four if you count Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Lou yes. Ferrigno is the only Hulk, by the way. That yeah, matters. Cha-ching. Marvel Universe. You know what I meant. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so this is what you guys need to get, though. Well, Ed, really, I guess, is... That was the man in the orange suit in Unbreakable was supposed to be Kevin. However, though, in the article that I sent you guys, M. Night Shyamalan said, at the time that I did Unbreakable, superhero movies were not in, and I didn't think that a superhero movie would be popular. So he scrapped it. And then, of course, after, after, uh, after uh, The Last Airbender, his career took a shit, and then he did The Visit, which kind of boosted his career again. And now he's doing this one. And he's going to do a third one. He's going to do the Unbreakable Trilogy with Kevin and Mr. Glass. Again, they're already talking about doing that right now. Oh, Mr. God. Glass. Like, where he's – not, he's not really – well, I guess he is. He, he did some terrorist shit, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was a terrorist. He, he was a terrorist. But, but still, I mean, he, like – he um, blew up a building, blew up a train, and then what the fuck was the other thing he did? Blew up a bridge well, or something well, he was planning? Still, I mean, even this guy, James McAvoy, so obviously uh, Kevin has uh, taken uh, uh, or, you know, kidnapped girls before. So apparently that that's a thing. So he's, uh, you know, let's not, you know, undermine the, the maliciousness of that behavior. Like, that's still fucking scary. So it's still, I wouldn't say villainous, but now that we saw the beast... That might uh, rise up, but that's exactly kind of what I was thinking. That's what the that your your thing that you posted is that like this is like kind of a, a weird kind of superhero type thing, and I yes. find it to be very unique because of what they're doing of how to acquire the powers or to acquire the role of them, where they go into this kind of this this mental capability where if you convince yourself and believe it to be true so much that your body just kind of goes along with it and says yeah you're right we you know whether it be uh mr glass or whether it be some of his personalities that was suggested that which which that is pretty cool because not to say that the beast is his only superpower he able being able to kind of flip like a chameleon between these 20 now 24 personalities help helps out so much you know Oh, absolutely, and I totally got that part. Like it absolutely made sense when his, when his, when his, uh, his psychiatrist or, or or therapist or whatever she was, when she was explaining the idea of the DID that you actually physically manifested whichever whichever personality was coming to the light. The one the one personality that had diabetes. The one personality that was the the the, the fashion designer the couple of women that Russian were Russian weightlifter was mentioned as well that was able to pick up yeah. times his weight and and, and I, but either way I do really appreciate the fact that they they only brought a couple of of personalities to light because all 23 would have just been too confusing very overwhelming too yeah yeah so that was well done and I don't take anything away from M. Night Shyamalan. A couple of his movies have been shit, but I've liked some of the movies that you guys have talked about. Like, I, I, I loved The Village. I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, but, you know, like this movie, it just... Now, I, I'm relying on you guys to convince me. Okay. Okay. I watched... Unbra- I rewatched Unbreakable, and although the concept behind the movie was good, I rewatching it... I, I just found myself relatively bored in the sense that it just felt somewhat like he was telling a story that that the guy sort of it was the anti it was the same anti-hero that we always hear about with a villain that just de- created himself a villain and he didn't reveal himself as a villain until the last like minute of the movie you thought he was sort of a, a helper, a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then correlating that with this movie, 
I, I believed the idea of the beast. I believed it. And when he became, you know, and he, and he's like, I want to eat the, eat the unpure. And I want to become the unpure or whatever he was saying, you know, which to me is the exact opposite of a bad guy, by the way, he wants to, he wants to devour the pure to make them unpure. But because everyone is flawed, no one is flawless. <clears throat> but then, why wouldn't he take everybody? That's the, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I did, I believe the idea of the beast in the sense of the DID that like you you take over yourself, and this character brought himself to life. This personality brought himself to life, and he became that. And the shotgun shells didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, what I want to say. Didn't it, didn't, it didn't pierce or anything. It, they just kind of. They didn't like, go through them a little bit, right? So because I, because of the storytelling, I believe that. But then he just he just goes into his little lair or whatever. Like it just it to me it it was one of those things that I I felt dis, I felt distracted by the idea of these characters, these personalities, versus really you know what we now know that he was trying to do, which was develop a trilogy. I didn't, I didn't appreciate being, being overwhelmed by the idea of it being a trilogy. And most of the people in the theater, other than me and my nerd buddy, having seen unbreakable and, you know, looking back at it and saying, okay, well now I see that this is unbreakable and you just correlate it like that. You know, I, I just, you have to you have to basically understand M Night Shyamalan movies to get that and and just I, I want you guys I want you guys to, to correct me I want I want to be wrong I just felt I just felt like that that it was like a cheating girlfriend <laughs> like this movie I I enjoyed it it wasn't the greatest but it wasn't the worst I enjoyed it I thought James McAvoy was incredible but the end I felt just betrayed me. All right. Well, All right. here's the. Here's the thing, though. We've gone on for a long time about the end and all this stuff. we got to talk about the nuts and bolts. we got to talk about the movie. And for what we saw, for people who understand that we are a spoiler show, who said, fuck it, I don't care, I'm still going to listen. The basic plot is you got this guy named Kevin who has 23 personalities. And he has kidnapped these three teenage girls. And he's going to feed them and take care of them. But he has 23 different personalities going into a 24th, who is called the Beast. And the Beast is supposed to be this big, tall, hairy monster that eats... Sentient being. That eats all the unpure. And the part... uh, The whole point of the movie is that... uh, D.I.D., right? D.I.D.? Yeah. This this, this disease called D.I.D. When people think that they are this person, this other personality... They could become it. Like you guys said earlier, somebody was just a skinny guy and then they thought they were a Russian uh, weightlifter. Another person, a, a woman that the therapist said was blind in real life, but one of her personalities could be able for her to see. Yeah. That's what the movie is. He eventually transforms into the beast, kills two out of the three girls, and he realizes that the main girl has been sexually abused and also emotionally abused by her uncle. Oh God, that was so hard it to watch. That moment, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's because play animals. Wow. Death. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about let's play animals because of her. Because because her father died. I'm assuming of cancer. I don't. I don't heart attack. He said. Yeah, it was a heart attack. Heart attack. Thank you. Uh, her father dies of a heart attack. We don't say anything about the mother, so I'm assuming the mother is dead as well. And the uncle takes over, and then the beast does not eat her because he sees that she that he is that she is pure in his mind. That's the movie. So, what I want to say about this, let's talk about the movie itself. What I loved was we did not get a Saw ripoff. Uh, I wanted to see this movie. I was really excited to see this movie. What I was hoping I did not get was. Three girls trapped in a room, and every scene was a new James McAvoy coming out with a new personality. We didn't get that. I was hoping we didn't get that. I'm glad we didn't, but, man, what a bad movie it would have been if we would have had that kind of movie. Um, but his acting in this is just amazing, and I don't think he's going to get any nominations for anything. 
but he should. He was very good. Uh, that was literally the greatest acting job I've seen probably in, in, in like a decade. Really? Yeah, I mean, and there have been some great movies where some actors have done really well, but his ability to switch like, like that, you know, and in, in the middle of that scene where he's talking to the, the therapist – and he's denying like there's two scenes that I'm talking about. The one where he's where he's pretend where he's Barry and pre- pretending he's denying the fact that he's Dennis. He's Dennis yeah. pretending to be Barry. Dennis pretending to be Barry. Yeah. And like you can see the like the red on his face, the, the he, he's the frustration, the anger and he's continuously like he's fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And then so like that scene is incredible. And then the even better scene is when he's there another time and at the therapist's office or her house and he becomes Dennis in front of your eyes. Like he's Barry, he's fighting it, he's fighting it, his eyes are, his eyes are watery, his, his face is red. And then all of a sudden, like she just calls it out and he switches and he becomes – and, and, he, and you knew it. He becomes Dennis. You, you knew it without him speaking a word. You knew he switched. Yeah, that's yes. so good. That was like that was so good. He's the only guy. He played twenty three characters yeah. in a movie, which Eddie Murphy couldn't even do. <laughs> he played like six or eight, right? Uh, yeah. This is I. I like these types uh, of uh, kind of scenarios. Um, what's it? Uh, Tony Collette did it in United States of Terror. She was very good at that. She was, I think, actually be, uh, going back to Emily Shyamalan. She was in Sixth Sense, and I think that she deserved. An Oscar for that role, that car scene with her and Haley Joel Osment, that scene yeah. right there was oh. was the best part of the movie. No matter, I don't care who the fuck you, you are, best part of that movie. And uh, um, there've been a lot of other like the guy that that guy from Summer Heights High in Australia. He did a whole bunch. I mean, like just people who are able to do all these characters. But the way that he does it, where he's uh, almost kind of slurring characters, well, he'll he dips in from one into the other, and just insane take or uh very you know just very convincingly so yeah he did a fantastic job the doctor uh this looks like played by Betty she was Buckley. great she was fantastic too she she was very believable and i trusted her like you you knew you were kind of on her side you know like in, in in the game of of doctor patient in which she's talking to him it felt like uh, um you were in on it with her you you knew where she I didn't was feel going. like a normal like therapist, you know, you know, like you know, when the therapist is evil. It was not like that. It but was a very a, there was a well, there's a yeah. relationship there. This this person is, she almost uh, owes you know a third or a quarter of her career to uh, ten years. She said that she was studying mm-hmm. this guy, or maybe even more if there was an introduction. But like yeah, that's uh, that, that's a long time, and to document that and and to speak on its behalf too, and to really like. Um, you know, report the way that she did. Yeah, the, it's no longer a doctor-patient thing. That's, you know, she, dependency. She somewhat reminds me of the, I forget his name, Jordan, you're going you're gonna to remember this, the detective's name in the Halloween series. And I'm sorry I forget his name, guys. Um, Loomis. Loomis. Yeah, yeah. Where he, you know, you, you go through everything up into the remakes where, you know, he's the guy that knows Michael the best in the Halloween series. Well, they basically go through that entire development in this movie to where this, this, this psychiatrist knows Kevin knows Barry knows what the, what Janet, is that the other one? Janet. Uh, I no, actually loved it when he turned into Janet. It was so, yeah. Cool. Is, is that her name? Am I getting, am I getting, is that name right? Is that Janet? Jade? Janet. Not Janet. Jade. Jade's the other one. Jade's the hidden one that he, Patricia? she knows well, but, no. Wait, Des and Patricia. Is that what you're talking about? Patricia. That's it. Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he makes the switch to Dennis in her office, and she finally gets to meet Dennis, she's heard about Dennis, and he he switches, and he becomes a straight laced, you know, sort of guy, and she meets him, and he and she like introduces herself, Dennis. Fi- nice to finally meet you. You know, and shakes his hand, like. Like she, that's that just that reminds me of of that of of, of Halloween. But and in, in sense that she made her career off him. Like I, I'm just agree. I just agree with you guys. Like she, she did incredible. 
yeah. that's an incredible job. Yeah, very. It was, well, it was very good. It was an odd story, you know. Like, but it it kept me going. It kept me guessing. I was I was very thrilled to see what was going to happen. So I thought those girls Eric, were going to get out. Ed has said his opinions about the movie. I think I kind of showed my hand about what I think about the movie. What did you think about this movie, Eric? I mean, like, I mean, did you really like it? I mean, as or as did you hate it, as per usual. Um heard about it i don't even think i saw a trailer for it and i, and I go in blind i feel like that's the really the only i feel like that's a necessity uh, necessity now in order to enjoy movies in in okay. today's world because you get like four different types of trailers you get heavy promo heavy marketing and it, it ruins a lot uh you know because you have now like 10 minutes worth of trailers uh, out for like an hour and a half two hour movie you know like yeah and it's all it's all the action so it's it's rough but uh, going in blind is, is I think, what, what you should do, and that's what I did here. So already it starts off to a bang. Like, it starts in right away, right? First, uh, first yeah. five, ten minutes, as it typically does for my Shyamalan. So it was, it was good because already you're guessing what's going on, what's the game, why are they here type thing. And so you're, you know, you're guessing automatically. Especially because you're seeing more and more characters coming in, too. But you knew that. Going to this movie, you knew what it's about, split personality. Movies fucking called it. Yeah. So, uh, um, you're just trying to guess what's going to happen next. And they do a very, very good job. I, I like the acting. I like the, the story, the way it was built and everything else like that. I, I enjoyed every uh, part of it a lot more than I thought that I would. I, I am a hard critic when it comes to In My Shyamalan because I feel like he's just... I don't know, like just throwing zingers out there, you know. It's a twist, I'm sure. Sure. People are saying, you know, and just like, hey, and you know what? Let's fucking make this happen. I don't care. I'm M Night Shyamalan. Do that. What I whatever I need to wanted to do, and so you know, I feel like he's really come back with this with a, an idea that worked, and the way that uh, I was talking about how he saw Unbreakable, the way that um, Unbreakable played to me, it felt like. Uh, now that I know what you guys are saying uh, about how yeah. originally he wanted to do like a, maybe a superhero concept for Unbreakable, right? But yeah. I, I feel that um, he he kind of held back when he first, first made Unbreakable because this is right after Sixth Sense, so he had no problem with the budget. But I feel like he was held back from the story. Uh, I want to believe this. He held back from the story because he, he felt it wasn't ready yet. And at the same time, the studio cut a lot. And so we got kind of a boring, mundane movie. And then after you're just like, okay, was that supposed to be deep? Or, like, I don't know what happened in this movie. This movie, it, like, helped me understand what Unbreakable was trying to go for. What kind of world they're shooting for. And now you have a second movie that has built now a universe. This is what has done it. An End Night Shyamalan-verse, Okay. <laughs> Shamalanaverse. Shamalanaverse. Can I? Can we hashtag that? Can I? Can I trademark that right now? Part of the Shamalanaverse. Listen, I'm putting that on our Twitter page right now. Yeah, I think that's, that's amazing. Shamalanaverse. <laughs> that's perfect. Good job, Eric. There we go. Movie Guys Podcast, everybody. You can check us out at be real. Anyway, at Movie Guys Pod, Be Real <laughs> Network. <laughs> uh, what the hell? Uh, so they're building this this giant superhero type world, and already we have a few characters that have been kind of mildly introduced, not like Batman v Superman Justice League introduced, but like kind of almost properly introduced through word of mouth. Through hey, did you hear? There's this new thing that's happening right now, and the the way that the Doctor, very key by the way, Doctor Fletcher, as she explains it, she had the most important role in this movie, and that's to explain the universe. That, like, something is happening, these people are different, they're evolving, they believe this. And because they believe so goddamn hard, it actually happens. You have to listen to me. And so she kind of gave you the explanation of how, of the birth of these heroes, mutants, whatever you want to call them, these evolved kind of species, humans. Uh, just the way that I'm hyped, man. Like, I, I came out and I'm thinking about this entire time, like, holy shit, I'm, I'm on board with this. I, I don't want it there to be, like, completely ridiculous superpowers. It doesn't seem to be so far. Mr. Glass just seems to break every fucking bone in his 
body every time he walks, which is not really as... I guess he believes that. That's kind of actually not... That's kind of fucked up. But then you have Bruce Willis, yeah, who's, that is. who's also unbreakable, you know? Like, so we have a, a Luke Cage over in, in the diner over there, and Samuel Jackson with Mr. Glass. So if they introduce, a, like, a more elite form of characters, I'd like to see what, how they do it. This seems to be very, very, very real world, you know? Like, this is actually a thing yes. in the real world. And, and I like this because it gives us a lot more of a, of a believable story. They're just like, oh, wow. And, and it's it's done, like, you know, believably so, like, to physics. Like, this guy actually believed that he could do this. He didn't grow. He didn't. His hands didn't fucking extend uh double the size he didn't get long hair or anything else like that he just got uh, rock hard skin and he could climb walls which was fucking nuts by the way too it was nuts and, and eric take, to go on that two buck shots i thought the girls not the main girl but i thought the two girls were gonna die but i didn't think they were gonna die the way they did like because the beast said he was gonna eat pure also, and they casting by the way too this one was a just good good job. Yeah, I mean, like, I did not know that he was actually going to turn into the beast. Okay, so what I thought was going to happen was I thought that he thinks he was going to turn into a beast, but he really wasn't. I thought the twist at the end was we saw him climbing on walls, but he really didn't. He thought he ate the girls, but he really didn't. But, like, for him to actually kill the two out of the three girls by eating them? I was shocked on that moment. I was like, oh, my God, he ate the two girls. Like, that was crazy. And yeah. how did he kill – how did he kill Dr. Fletcher? Gina and I were talking about this the way back. Like, squeezed her so much like a snake that he broke her ribs and he suffocated her, right? That's how no, he no, killed that was, Dr. That was, Fletcher. That was mid. He That was spine. Oh, he broke her spine. That was one loud pop. Ribs don't make mm-hmm. one loud pop. Oh, that was, okay. He, okay. he was, like, grabbing her by the midsection. Like, he, he had a full... Because he had her up a little bit. So it was, like... Uh, yeah. Closer to, like, the gut. And so he just, yeah, pulled it. Just pop! And she was out. Pop going to weasel. I mean, like, we've talked about how much we loved his acting. We talked about how much we loved the casting. Uh, we We all seem to like the story pretty well. Is there anything that we didn't really like about the movie, though. I mean, like, are we going to sit here and say we're going to pay full price for this? Like, is there something Ooh, that we don't like pick about Pick me. It? Pick me. Right, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Ed, go ahead. Well, you know, I, I didn't like the fact that that he tried to... I mean, he, forget about the twist-ending concept of, of M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist. I didn't, I, I didn't like the fact that he tried to trick you into the idea of this being a fucking unbreakable movie. Like, if you would have just... I, I would have I agreed with it more or liked it more if you would have had, had Bruce Willis randomly, like, walk in and be the guy who saved the day. You know, okay. and it was, it was really hard for me to watch the, the uncle fucking rape the little girl. Like, you didn't see it. You, Let's play animals. Yeah, you didn't see it, but, like... It was cringe. You knew... You, yeah, and you knew what you knew what was going on. Yeah. You knew she he was raping her. You Like, his pants and were off, and he was scene. in her underwear. Like, and he was in his underwear. And then, like, the next scene where she's about to shoot him, like, I would have gotten That's so... That's a powerful scene. I would have gotten so much satisfaction out of her shooting him. And and then the idea of like when they finally when she when she's the lone survivor and she finally escapes, the fact that the uncle is still the guardian who picks her up. Oh yeah. I cringed at that. I was like, dear, like because they they had they had teased the idea that she runs away a lot and she you know she's never in one place and she even said I get detention all the time because I don't want to I don't want to go home. I, I, I wanted the idea of her to have been like she goes to school because she has to, but she it's because she ran away from her uncle and she lives with her mom or her fucking grandma or something. Like I wish she would have shot her grandpa. 
What happened to her mom? Like, that's one thing that I was talking about with my wife is they never brought up her mom at all. Nope. You just had to assume just – Yeah. It was one of those where you, where you didn't need to. She's not in the movie, therefore not in the picture. She's not there. Like – Okay. I mean like are we going to assume that she's dead? No. Are we going to assume that she um, – you, why, you can't assume anything. You can't assume anything because yeah. in M. Night Shyamalan movie, she's going to show up as fucking unbreakable she's, she's girl. She's a drug egg. She's in jail. She's in another country. She's... All right. What, what, what do you want? You know, she's not, she's not in the picture. It's, mm-hmm. that, that's all that needed to be said. It left it very open. So it could be that she's dead. Oh. It could be that she's, you know, Mrs. Glass. <laughs> now... Do you guys like the fact that this happens at a zoo? So what I took from the picture is Dr. Fletcher said that he's been doing this job for 10 years. And they said that he was the head of maintenance. So is that why he's living at the zoo? Because we did not know this is a zoo until the end. To me, the big ending twist for me was, yeah, it was great that Bruce Willis was there and I'm grateful too, blah, blah. He said a zoo. So that means the zoo was still in operation when these girls were enslaved there, right? Yeah. So was he the head of maintenance? I mean, he was... Well, I mean, in, in Unbreakable, you see that the guy works maintenance, that you're the guy to whom you're about, who you're, whom you're referring. He does work maintenance, and they, it's, a, it's very clear. He works maintenance at the, the train station in Philadelphia. All right, fair enough. I, I, I just found it interesting that he had all these workers because the blonde girl, which I'm just going to call the rich, snooty blonde girl, and she goes into a locker, and he finds her. And at the end of the movie, they pass the lockers, and it has all these other guys' names on there. Yeah. Was he – so during the day, did he go to his therapy session? Zoo, and nobody knew that he ate – Either A, lived there, or B, he had girls. I mean, like, on throughout the day of the day of the zoo. You know what I mean? Pause, pause, on, pause on that for a second because there's a huge plot hole that you just bring up. His kryptonite, for lack of a better term, is Kevin's – is saying his name. Yeah. Kevin yeah. – what is it? Alan Crum or Walter Crum or Kevin Crum. Yeah. Okay. His name is all over the place oh, in that movie. Crumb. Kevin Wendell Crumb, you're right. Like, and maybe his first name isn't, and maybe, it's, maybe somebody has to utter his name in its entirety. Like, you know, Beetlejuice or, you know, something along those lines. But, you know, well, yeah, he, it, it has if you be. have a boss, it's like my boss, you know, whenever he – like, now granted, I work in a place where I have to be paged to go to the manager's office or whatever – but if I was being paged, you know, they, he says my first and last name. He doesn't say my middle. That, that's a given, so that is what it is. But, you know, if, but if you're being paged to a certain department or you're being – because Kevin's a relatively popular, a popular name. And in a city like Philadelphia where there are three-plus million people, Kevin is a, is a pretty popular name. I'm sure there's more than one Kevin that works at the Philadelphia Zoo. Yeah. So if you're being paged on the walkie-talkie, which, by the way, I should have seen and didn't, um, because they do mention the name Kevin, if I remember right. It's like, is this Kevin fucking with me? Is this Evelyn fucking with whoever it is? Like, they're like, who are you? Who's screwing with me? But, you know, plot hole is somebody along the lines would have at some point in the previous since because he thinks he woke up he was on a train in september of 2014 somebody between september of 2014 and january of 2017 when we're assuming this movie takes place which is present day somebody would have said kevin crumb and he would have woken up and become himself no yeah well time out right there It, it was already explained first off his characters his personalities say kevin so that's not even a problem. The, the code okay, is, okay. Is, is full name, and that was explained because of the his abusive mother, who was remember under the bed with the the hook. Ah, uh, okay, I, okay. Wendell Crumb, you better get you know whatever the hell say. You better make sure you clean this room or whatever the hell she was saying. And that's where where Dennis was born, I guess. But uh, yeah, it, it's the full name. So how often do you hear your full name? Like uh, I don't only only, only when I'm in trouble. Yep, only when my mom or dad you know, are pissed off at me. 
Yeah, and like, you know, so th there you go. That's that's the key word, and you know, Rumpelstiltskin. I can I can see that point. You're right. Yeah. So uh, well, let's get into our final reviews here. Uh, Ed, since he ran inside, because I want to hear what Eric has to say. Ed. All right. I'm, what is I'm gonna your go, review of Split? I'm going to give a two-part review because I want to give you I want to give the two of you one last chance to convince me that this movie is not shit. Sure. Okay. So Okay, so part 1. I went through the entire movie knowing it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, looking for the plot twist, trying to figure it out, you know, having rewatched all I mean I've I've watched umpteen M. Night Shyamalan movies and you know knowing what I know I went in looking for those things that being said I think he probably knew that and he he misdirected and and, and myself I feel like I'm a pretty decent movie goer I can I can see movies I can I can predict them and I think he he fucking baited me <laughs> he baited <laughs> me into this movie so I thought James McAvoy was incredible I thought M. Night Shyamalan directed this incredibly well, wrote this incredibly well. I thought it was well, you know, you could see the same things over and over again in his editing, but that is what it is. It's a style, and I'm not going to hurt somebody for that. But the fact that this was a fucking unbreakable sequel, and they don't tell you until the end, and then you're supposed to assume that, that there's going to be a third one where... 17 years later, there's a fucking bad guy that took part in the movie the first time around. So let's just, you know, it, it's just to me that the, the idea is, okay, like he's, he's trying to bring back ideas that he had 20 years ago. I get that. I understand it and I respect it, but the time has passed. Like you, you it's gone. You can't do that anymore. And I will, I will say that although I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from the beginning to the end, the fact that it was an Unbreakable sequel and they tied Unbreakable in and now they're going to bring in a trilogy, that ruined it for me. And now I'm going to give it, you know, what, what, what are we saying uh, Netflix charges a month? Five bucks? That's what I'm giving it, five bucks. Oh, wow. All right, Eric, what do you give Split? Um... Real quick, Ed, everything aside, if you were to cut off that diner scene at the end, the, the movie was enjoyable. Like, it, it was everything about that movie just like, hey, awesome, 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 and then that happened, and all of a sudden, it just like, that's when the shit hit you on the head? Yes. Okay. Uh, that being said, this movie, standalone, I thought was very good. I like a, a suspenseful thriller. This one, this movie kept me guessing. It was fantastic. I like the acting. It was well done. I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it on its own. Knowing that the diner scene now exists and that Bruce Willis was, you know, that there's this universe that comes in too. I'm, I'm very, very curious. I'm a bit hyped for it, but I'm trying to calm myself down because I've been disappointed before by M. Night and it just might happen again. But I, I, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. This is a unique take on it, on, on kind of uh, powers or like an evolved species or a human being. So I'm kind of curious to see where this is going to go. If he goes all out where it's just like X-Men universe type thing where just like a whole bunch of people have it and just like, oh, and this one is over. And that's going to be kind of dumb. And they all meet up and that's just dumb. Like if they keep it very, very specific and individual – to maybe uh, uh, you know area region and it's very quiet these people who, who have it you know it's not like they're uh, you know destroying buildings or, or making loud noises or anything like that. it's very quiet the, uh, the way they do it with the exception of a train explosion I, I, I get it but that just seems like it's it's not a, a punch you know it's not a fall it's it's not swinging a car it's you know human stuff I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I'm very hyped for it. I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I would say, yeah, go see it. I, I mean, a full ticket price there. I, I, I enjoyed it very much. If I might break oh. protocol and interject here for one second, just to add to your point, my biggest fear about the third part of this trilogy is the concept that, that which they spoke about Kevin 
in the sense that they said, because you believe it, it's true. And that Bruce Willis, because he now believes he's a superhero, it's true. And he's not actually a superhero. And that Kevin is not actually the beast. I'm afraid that they're going to go that way. And they're going to ruin the third movie because these movies, we, we both just agreed. And I think Jordan, you're going to agree too, that these were really good movies other than I, I disliked the ending and you liked it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to ruin the concept that okay. it's a, we don't that have, it's a concept versus a reality, even right. though it's a movie. We don't have, we don't have a scale or any sort of, of, of weight or something to measure kind of the, uh, the chart of believability it takes in order to gain such power, you know, or if you, the more you believe it, then, you know, the, the higher level you go or something like that. There's, there's no gauge on it. And, um, that's why I'm, I'm curious right now because, you know, if it could be well thought out and worked, it's fantastic. Or it could be to a point where there's breaking, breaking news, everybody, if you believe something real fucking hard, it's gonna happen. You know, it's like, that's just kind of dumb. So he's got to be careful with it. It seems like, uh, um, the people that he's chosen to have these believable uh, uh, skills or these whatever next next gen skills, that they're they're crazy. They're, like something's wrong with them. Like Bruce Willis uh, almost shows zero emotion. Like he's he's just so apathetic the entire fucking movie, or apathetic the entire fucking movie. You know, like he just doesn't care about his was it wife or girlfriend or. Well, Life. yeah, but not to def- not to defend the movie, but you got to remember that in that in Unbreakable, they mentioned quite frequently up until the point that he realizes he's a superhero that he's incredibly sad. His Everyone's life is sad. sad. He hates his life. He's he unpure, hates everything man. about his life. You, like he's he's unpure. Like this is like these people believe this. So I'm again. This is where it is. I'm curious to see where it's gonna go, but. Like, okay, here's the thing. There's a TV show in the UK called Misfits. It's on Hulu. First few seasons are fantastic. First three seasons are really good, actually. The reason why I like this is because it's a superhero movie, but the talents that they have aren't astronomical. They're not, like, crazy, crazy or anything like that. They um, are something that's reflected into them. Like, their power is their personality. And that's very charming. It's it's, it's very uh, endearing. You can you can kind of relate to that character on an extra sort of level because it's something that I don't know. You seem like you wish you could do. Um, one character on that TV show, um, he just regrets something that hit. So they're all these kids are in jail, and a dark cloud passes, and that's what gives them the superpower. Nuclear cloud doesn't matter. But whatever feeling that they were having at that time when it passed over, it gave them a power like that. Uh, one kid is, is very shy and he's always the back of the corner kid and something like that. He can turn invisible because he feels like he's an outcast. Uh, um, one guy got, uh, it was all like, you know, all country, uh, track, you know, track and field, just an all-star type thing, but he got, it was the wrong place, wrong time, made one bad decision. He got caught with dope and he had to go in. And so he regrets so bad. If I could just go back and change that moment, his power is that he can go back in time and it just kind of these powers are very special to these people. And that's why I like this movie is because now we have a world where these, these people could possibly exist where they have a power that is uh, um, unique to them. That says a lot to the gravity of their personality. And it's a very real style of, of a superhero movie. We don't often see that. It's not like these people can fly or they have an infinite amount of gadgets or they have super strength or anything else like that too. Uh, even though one, maybe not super strength, but has increased strength in, in this movie. So that's that's why I'm on board, is is because we're we're getting a different, completely different style of of, I guess, superhero movie. Yeah, and I, and I can respect that, and I don't mean Jordan to keep cutting you off, but I, I you know, it's it, I've always had this dream of like my favorite movie being like. Not necessarily this person, pers- you know, specifically, but the idea of like an old semi-retired Batman who hasn't like not really Batman, but like that idea. He does, you know, and he's just not necessarily fat, but he's like 60 now and he's been somewhat retired. He's he's been in control of the city and, you know, all the bad guys are gone and he has to fight one last battle. And like it's real. 
you know so i guess i guess i guess that idea sort of you, what you had said with that idea you know i i guess i can i can understand that you know all right jordan your turn what do you think what do you think of this movie um for me i really like this movie um i think this movie's really good my only issue is with the ending is i loved the ending and uh my brother and i were there together and we were like oh my god mr glass you know but my complaint is the hope for the future of is M. Night Shyamalan just putting Split, a split as a sequel to Unbreakable to say to the fans, hey, you remember when everybody liked me? <laughs> sequel. You know, like, that's what I hope he's not trying to do. Because honestly, thinking about this movie over the past couple of days after I've seen it, he's going to tie this into Unbreakable. There really wasn't any really reason to 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 connect this. It's M. Night Shyamalan saying, hey, everybody, I was cool before The Last Airbender. Love me, please. Yeah, he's just trying to – I mean, you, you could be right. I, I can't yeah. I can't say that, he, that he's not doing that. <laughs> but so, yeah, I maybe... think so far he's succeeding because cause right now since he's succeeding, Eric – I mean, Ed, I know you're different, but Eric – you and I are like, we're excited to see what you're going to do next because yeah. of this. Like, let's see. And let's see what uh, yeah, yes, let's see. Um, I love the acting in the movie. So. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I love the acting in it. Um, I don't think it's a movie where it's like, oh my god, as soon as it comes out on Blu-ray, I have to own this. Like, it's not that kind of movie. But I think I would pay. You know, go into the movies and pay what I paid for. I paid six dollars for it because it was a matinee, early eleven o'clock showing. I think six bucks is worth your time. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I guess, I guess half price. It's not great, but it's not bad at all. And if it's on TV, I'll watch it. And I enjoyed it. Uh, to me, this movie's like passengers, you know, it's not, te- it's, it's not bad. I enjoyed it a lot, but let's see what happens next. Kind of an attitude. Um, but that concludes our episode for uh, for a split. Next week will be a very, very special, interesting episode with the last Resident Evil movie, supposedly Resident Evil last chapter. I have watched all the Resident Evils in preparing for this movie, and I wish I didn't do that, but I did. (laughs) Um, Wow, Resident Evil, the movies, they jump shark pretty quick. And uh, we'll like see what ten minutes the into every chapter. single movie, they jump the fucking shark. Yeah, I mean, like the first one, I still always love, but after the first one, we'll get into it later. The fifth one, I like the most. Uh, Retribution was my is my second favorite, to be honest with you. So we'll we'll talk about those. Uh, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. I have played all the games. I have fond memories of Resident Evil, and if anybody goes over to our sister podcast episode called Podcast, myself and my brother Brandon do a whole episode about Resident Evil. So Resident Evil is a big deal for me. So this will be an interesting show. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. I don't know about you guys, but I'm geeked. Um, check us out, of course, at uh, MovieGuysPodcast.com, uh, BeRealNetwork.com. If you if you download this episode, of course, you download it on iTunes, but search Movie Guys Podcast or B-Word Network. And before we end the show, not to go on for even longer, but Eric and Ed, Star Wars The Last Jedi, what do you think? Oh, boy. We're going to go on for a while for this one, aren't we? (laughs) No. If I could sum it up in one in one paragraph, I would say that the comment, uh, the, the, the name The Last Jedi in my opinion, basically boils down to the concept that they're going to kill Luke and Ray becomes the last Jedi and becomes the blur between the light and the dark. Or, and there's a comma there, or they reverse sides and Snoke convinces Ray to join the dark side and Kylo Ren be- goes back to Ben Solo and becomes and goes back to the light. 
Okay. Eric, what's your opinion of The Last Jedi? I don't fucking care. Dude. Like, the, the the last anything... Uh, any Anyone who's can hear this, The Last Anything, don't do it. Stop doing that. I uh, It's... Really? Like, I'm it, shocked okay, by okay, your answer. Listen, if you're going to say The Last so-and-so, then let it be The Last so-and-so. If you're going to be The Last Dragon, Leroy... Then fucking be the last dragon, okay? <laughs> like, like Tom Cruise is the last really? samurai. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna be the last samurai, then you know, like, I don't want to see any more samurai. I don't want to see, yeah, like you're done. You said the last of it, and then, uh, what the hell? Haven't there there been sequels like of the last, right? Like. What the hell? I, I gotta look them up. I know there's been a few movies that are, like, The Last So-and-So, and it's, like, The Last So-and-So 2. The Last... Uh, the I, Last Buttfucker, Part 12. There's well, be... I mean, Friday the 13th has done that. But, Eric, you're not liking the title of Star Wars The Last Jedi? I It, it has not increased my hype at, at all, like, the last The Last Jedi. Because like oh my god really no it, it, it has not I don't I it really has not like it it has not now now the big reason why is because the last movie Rogue One we got to see the religion the Force itself in action protecting shit like that so Jedi or not I don't even care anymore the Force is gonna move in mysterious ways he is all around us and uh, always watching and you know. Maybe, uh, you know, all the Jedi will die, and the bounce will happen for a long time, and then, let's say, another 20 years or so, Here's get, what I want to know. we get the return want... of the Jedi Part 2 or something. Here's what I want to know from our fans, because I think we could go on for a while about this. So, trying to end this, this episode, how badly do you want to hear us just get drunk and talk about fucking Star Wars and theories? Like, I want to do that. Just get drunk and talk okay. about Star Wars and the theories behind go. Star Wars and, and things that are canon and aren't canon anymore and what we think about maybe the, the next movie and, like, because we, we, we know about what the history of Star Wars and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I oh. kind of want to talk about that. I want to see what our fans would think. Would they, would they download a show? Would they go to Movie Guys Pod, at Movie Guys Pod on Twitter and tell us that they want to see that? I'll get my buddy Rob on here. He is a I Star Wars aficionado. He's 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 read all the uh, all the future stories too, all the afters. So he which he are now co- which is now Legends. It's not expanded universe. It's called Star Wars Legends. Yeah, he. I mean, he knows he knows his which, his Star Wars. Which I guess we're gonna have to do this, fans. We're gonna get Eric's buddy Rob on the show sometime in the future. We're gonna talk about a whole episode of Star Wars and what we think of the Last Jedi. I like the name of The Last Jedi. I think it's cool. I also like the fact that the outline of Star Wars is red instead of the classic yellow. Hopefully, we're going to get another Empire. That's what I'm kind of geeked for. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Make sure to check us out at MovieGuysPodcast.com and also BeRealNetwork.com and on iTunes, MovieGuysPod, Twitter, MovieGuysPod. Uh, but we'll be back next week for Resident Evil, the final chapter You guys have a great night, and fans, have a great evening, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night.